0: Listen and subscribe to the latest season of
1: Undertow: The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm. Available wherever you get your
2: podcasts. The thing that I fought tooth and nail to bring my
3: son into is Dungeons and Dragons. That is the ultimate solution to parenthood. I'm Alexis O'Hanian in my podcast business, Dad. I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. I talked to Rain Wilson. I wanted to learn more about Rain's advice to play D anD D with your kids. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Mars Ball is intended
2: for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
4: Andy. I'd like to send the message to Gerald Walker.
2: Yes, Melissa
5: Walker. Lieutenant Colonel Mars Battalion 1. Personal log. Outgoing message error.
4: Gerald Walker
5: not available.
4: You can wake him up, it's fine.
5: I am sorry, but Gerald Walker is not sleeping. It saddens me to say that he's suffocated inside of his hibernation chamber.
4: What? No, that can't be. Jerry saved me from the fire. He, He pulled me out of the doorway. There must be a mistake. Andy!
5: I am sorry, but Gerald Walker is dead.
4: What about Corey Walker?
5: I am sorry, but he also suffocated on landing.
4: Andy, please pull up the last personal log from Corey Walker.
5: I am sorry. That information is classified and only accessible by the person who recorded it.
4: But he's my son.
5: I understand but I cannot allow access to anyone else's personal recordings.
4: He's underage, and as his parent, I'm legally granted access to his records.
5: I am sorry, but I cannot release that recording.
4: I just want to hear his voice, please.
5: I am sorry, but I cannot release that recording. Heartless machine. Well, I am not a machine. It is true. I do not have a heart. Just stop talking. Checking in and would like to see you whenever you are able.
4: Tell her I am on my way.
5: Message sent. Confirmation
4: received. Commander, you wanted to see me?
1: Yes, unless you need more time to rest. You've only been awake a few hours. I've had... I've rested plenty. Good. I must say, it's really good to see you again, Melissa. Same to you, Commander. Please, call me Jackie again? <laughs> Sorry, it's
4: hard to shake the military
1: training. Well, Addie, soldier. Sorry. <laughs> it's just been tough with everyone calling me Commander all the time started to wonder if anyone remembered my first name. I understand, Jackie. And
4: it really is good to see a familiar face again.
1: Will you sit with me? I... I have some difficult news. About Gerald
4: and Corey. I know. Andy told me.
1: I'm so sorry, Melissa. Thank you. Really? If you need some more time, we don't
4: have to do this now. I'll take some time for myself later, but... Right now, I understand we have a crisis on our hands. Should we request a private conversation
1: since this matter concerns Andy? I already did before you came in here. I hope you don't mind, but I started an encrypted command log when you came in. I remember a time when everything wasn't on record. A long time ago. Not that long ago, hon. Well, oh. Whoever jammed Andy's surveillance found a way to stay off record. believe I let this happen. It's not your fault. No, it is. I should have paid closer attention to the colonists, but after waking up, there was so much going on. I was distracted by so many things. Really,
4: you can't blame yourself for that. The likelihood of a mutiny within the first ten souls was over 90%. 90%, Jackie. Really? Yeah, why do you think they sent me and my battalion?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I guess. So... How do we pacify everyone's concerns?
4: Hopefully we can explain the nuances of Andy's functioning in a way the colonists can understand his actions. Beyond the automated self-checks, we can monitor his functions continuously. We can also manually conduct a complete system analysis every hour for the next several souls. That won't be enough. That's a lot. But that's still not enough. Are you suggesting we put him in basics permanently? Will the colonists settle for anything less?
1: He's more than capable of keeping colony running in basics, but it would be a major setback to our advanced operations. People will want him to answer for his actions, but I don't know
4: what to do. Create an open dialogue with the colonists. Let Andy explain
1: himself. What, like a trial? This isn't puritanical New England where you stand for your townspeople to be judged by God and their peers. He's an artificial intelligence, for Christ's sake. He doesn't even have peers. We survived an unprecedented disaster.
4: And if we intend to keep surviving, we need to win back the trust of the colonists. I don't see any other way.
1: If you really think this is the best idea, we'll have a trial. But on one condition. You need to be the judge. Me? You're an impeccable judge of character. And I'll make it clear your decision stands, unquestioned. Besides, you just woke up a few hours ago, so no bias, right? You
4: trust me with that authority?
1: Absolutely, I do.
4: Then I am honored to accept, Commander. Notify everyone to report to the atrium at 1400 hours. That should give me enough time to prepare. Sounds good. Do you know if any security tapes from the landing are available?
1: No. I don't know how, but all the records are just... gone. Either Andy didn't record, or some malfunction wiped everything
4: or someone wiped everything
1: what do you mean
4: a discussion for later one problem at a time one problem at a time
1: please please everyone quiet down we'll never get to the bottom of this situation without some sense of order
6: situation that robot killed one of us
1: That's why I'm asking our head of military operations, Lieutenant Walker, to proceed over this decision. She's an honorable and just person who I trust with my life, and we will uphold whatever decision she makes regarding Andy's future role in our colony.
6: What, are we standing now? She's not a real judge.
7: Shut up and stand.
4: Thank you, Commander Arania. Y'all know that ensuring the safety of every member of this colony is why I'm here. I want to find out the truth as much as you do.
6: Can't you check the security footage?
4: I'm sorry, and you are?
6: Jeff Thomason, Director of Colonial Finances. Mr.
4: Thomason, unfortunately, due to the presence of a jamming device, no security records are available from the time of the incident. We will have to rely on eyewitness testimony. Andy. May you please play your incident report for the colonists?
5: Yes, Lieutenant Walker. Optics disabled sometime after lockdown by military-grade jamming device. After disturbance in Med Bay, Commander Orania instructed me to find Major Flint and Miss Levy. Personnel in question located in the observatory. Major Flint showed aggressive actions toward Miss Levy, holding a scalpel to her throat. He threatened to escape through the airlock. But with the storm outside, this posed a direct threat to the survival of all colonists. Based on emotional analysis, I determined Major Flint could only be stopped from force.
4: Thank you. I would now like to hear from the other witnesses of the incident in the observatory, starting with Kyla Levy. Dr. Levy, if you would be so kind as to come to the front of the room. Please tell us what happened, Doctor.
0: It was terrifying. It could have killed me. Let's
4: start at the beginning. Tell us what was happening in the med bay before Major Flint arrived.
0: Okay. I was running some blood tests when I heard a clink on the control panel outside the door. Since we were in lockdown, I checked the door cam, but it was offline. I went back to administer your steams, started your drip, and then Major Flint came up behind me.
4: I vaguely remember Flint shouting something before pushing you to the side.
0: Yes, he came at me yelling something about sabotage. I don't know how he got in.
4: You say you were administering my stems. But you hooked me up to a heavy sedative. A continuous drip would have killed me.
0: I know. I mean, I don't know how, how it happened. I was so nervous with the door, I pulled out the sedative so I could take the edge off. Is that standard practice for most doctors? You try surviving med school without sleeping aid?
4: Very well. Continue on?
0: With the weird noises, I guess... Uh, I just grabbed it by mistake. Then Flint came out and was yelling about... I'm sorry. I I, I just
4: I, It's okay, Dr. Levy. I'm sorry, please, I, I please just... take a moment to collect yourself. Commander Arania, can you upload the schematics of the jammer you discovered so everyone may see it? This jammer's military grade discontinued over a decade ago. As that was the time both Major Flint and I retired from active duty, it seems likely he was involved in this incident to some sort of degree.
6: But it says right there that the jammer is non-compatible with our systems. It would need an AI to override the compatibility.
1: Not necessarily. Any skilled technician could do it. I know Lieutenant Walker is doing her best to remain unbiased about and this decision- And
6: you are clearly on the side of that thing. If you're going to defend AI rights, then I will defend the rights of every natural-born human in this room.
1: Are you suggesting Andy plans to sabotage our colony?
6: It's obvious that robot had some hand in it.
7: I'm pretty sure Andy doesn't have hands.
4: (laughs) Very well, Mr. Thomason. You may speak when appropriate. However, I would like to remind everyone that Andy is not a robot. He's an independent being just like the rest of us and is not programmed to blindly follow orders. He's allowed to make his own decisions, but like the rest of us, he must also live with the consequences of those decisions.
6: How about the consequences from our disastrous landing? You said the security footage from then was scrubbed too. Sounds like sabotage to me.
1: The basic need is part of his core programming. It states, AI will keep humanity alive at all costs. He's not capable of sabotage.
4: Then tell us what happened during the landing, Andy? I don't
6: remember. I don't know how I woke up. How could it not know? Jackie, this is bullshit. Watch
4: your language, Mr. Thompson, and address your commanding officer with respect.
6: All right, Lieutenant. All I am saying is the commander seems to be ignoring the fact that this AI is choosing not to tell us everything in order to cover its tracks.
7: It's hard to leave tracks without feet. (laughs) Damn, I'm on a roll. When we
4: initially landed, I awoke to find the colony in fine shape while conducting you a perimeter woke up check. You
1: before all of us? I know Andy never was outlined under procedures. an unauthorized for-
4: I'm sorry, Commander, but even you are not privy to all of my security details. My duties require me to perform a full perimeter check to make sure everything is in order before restoring Andy to full functionality and waking the other colonists.
1: You. But I'm the Commander. It should have been my responsibility. Our benefactors
4: kept my perimeter check secret because, honestly... They didn't trust anyone else, including you, Commander.
7: Ooh, juicy. Stuff it,
1: Chip.
4: No one deserves to be left in the dark. Not after everything that has already happened. Commander Orania, I
1: insist this time we become a transparent administration. You're right. Going forward, we will have full transparency. Let's start with you telling us what happened during the landing. I'll do you one better.
4: For everyone's benefit... I submit my personal recording from the landing.
6: An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland, a man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. An ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian-trained, high-ranking officer in the Secret Service. An Assassin Comes to Town, a six-part podcast. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwein. Erstwhile monk turned travelling medical investigator... Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd wherever podcasts are available.
4: This is Lieutenant Colonel Melissa Walker executing post-landing check. Temperature is 10 degrees Celsius. Right on the mark, Commander Orania and Dr. Juarez are still asleep with normal vitals. Andy's still in basics, and all life support systems are running. Command tower secure. Andy, habitation status.
5: Habitation secure. Crew left support sustained at
4: 100%. Excellent.
5: Command tower locked.
4: Commencing perimeter check along hallway three. Working my way through the nexus towards central hub. Hibernation systems are passing the torch to colonial grounding systems. Landing seems to have gone off without a hitch. Andy, activate outdoor cam. Walls up.
5: Function failure. Optics disabled. Unable to process request.
4: Disabled. Unknown sounds from Quad 3, rerouting perimeter check to cross central hub. Cafeteria secure. I can hear the reactor underneath. Floor is ruined. Andy, what's the reactor status?
5: Reactor running at 131% capacity.
4: Reduce core temperature.
5: Emergency reduction denied.
4: Override denial.
5: Override denied.
4: Lieutenant Walker. Override code 583. Override
5: denied.
4: What the heck happened?
5: I was manually locked. <laughs> Ventilation system adjusted. Venting excess
4: heat. Not the vent.
5: Override, denied.
4: Lieutenant Walker officially reporting security breach. Preparing for potential hostile engagement seems like someone else is also on your rising.
5: Fire in barracks. Fire in. System failure.
4: I'm running to the disturbance.
5: System failure. Shutting down.
4: Andy! Andy! Smoke! Fire in the barracks. Hey! Hey, you! Stop!
5: Get out the door!
4: Andy! Where's the major? Andy! Andy! Wake up! Andy! The recording shut off after that.
1: When you yelled stop, was someone running away from you? Yes,
4: but I couldn't see who it was.
6: Major Flint?
1: He was awake, uh, helping us in habitation.
6: Major Flint's pod opened before the fire. So, he's obviously the culprit, but Andy must have let him out. That is not true. How do we know? It's
7: not lying. You can't even see its face. He doesn't have a fit. Fa- oh, right, you just said that.
1: He can't be lying. Andy has to tell the truth in basics. Is that certain? According to his programming. Is it guaranteed? Don't look at me. You're a member of the engineering team.
7: Yeah, but it's not like I'm a programmer. Just because I'm in engineering doesn't mean I built every damn thing on this planet. I work in R&D and not even the cool part. I just fix stuff. It's the coats who install the bells and whistles. Coats? Yeah, the scientists wearing lab coats. You know, the eggheads.
1: Thanks for the clarification. So you have
4: no idea how basics works then?
7: Like I said, it's above my pay grade.
4: Mr. Heddleston. would you come up here?
7: Yeah, sure. Is there a seat, or...?
1: We're low on chairs.
7: Low on chairs?
1: They're heavy. In spaceflight, every ounce counts.
7: Yeah, but like, half the people that came here are dead. How can we be low on chairs?
4: Mr. Heddleston? please. Sorry. Tell us what you do know about Andy's coding and functions.
7: Well, when we were bought out, we got an entirely new research staff, you know? I got reassigned to life support system upgrades, so I have no idea what they were doing to Andy's programming.
4: Couldn't you run an analysis? According to your files, you hold a certificate in data science with a focus on machine learning.
7: Barely. Like I said, I'm a mechanic. I didn't want those certificates, you know? My parents made me take those courses in school and I sure as hell didn't pay attention.
4: Still, out of everyone here, you've worked with Andy the longest.
7: Look, all I know is that Andy is outfitted with the basic need, like all artificial intelligence built on Earth. That core programming hasn't changed. The dynamic function installed into his operating system is there for emotional development and nothing else. Hence the name, Andy. Artificial, narrow, dynamic. I think they got it, bud. While in basic functionality,
5: I would prefer you call me
1: Annie.
7: Is that a joke? I don't think he can joke in basics. The dynamic modification permits some lying, but he should never withhold any information from anyone while functioning in basics. You're sure of this? That's what they told me. I promise. Full transparency. Thank
4: you for the information. I would now like to play your report regarding the events from last
1: night. Can you tell me what happened?
7: You know what happened.
1: For the log, Chip, I need to file an official report.
7: I went to Med Bay, like you asked me to. When I got inside, I heard a life support alarm beeping. Lieutenant Walker was barely breathing, so I gave her the booster she pointed at. Then you came in, and we went to the observatory after hearing Major Flint's announcement. We found him there, holding the doctor, uh... What's her name? Kyla. Right. Kyla. He was holding Kyla by the hair, and he was pressing a scalpel against her neck. I think she was already bleeding. Oh, right, there was blood on the floor in the med bay. Hers, I guess, but... Uh, where was I?
1: The observatory?
7: Right. Sorry. I'm still... So anyway, Flint's holding her and making all sorts of threats against her. Against us. Against everyone. What a piece of shit. I wanted to pounce on him right there. But anyway... Right before he was going to blow the airlock, Andy pinned him in a doorway, then the door closed on his skull, crushing him. No one could survive that.
1: So Andy made a deliberate choice to kill him, not just to stop him.
7: Yes.
4: Did Andy say anything to you before or during the attack?
7: He kept saying system failure as he crushed the Major. Is that all? I... He did say one more thing after it happened. After he, you know, on my personal comm, he said I'm sorry. Like, he whispered it to me. Over
4: the years you've worked with him, has he ever apologized to you or anyone else?
7: Oh yeah, sure, he's a polite guy. But this time, it felt weird.
1: And you didn't tell me that at the time?
7: I, no. You are busy trying to de-escalate the situation. You kept this from me. Major Flint lost his mind because you kept the death of Private Wild secret from everyone. How about that for transparency?
1: I didn't want to say anything about his death before we knew exactly what happened.
7: That's the problem. No one knows anything. We're stranded on Mars with no information.
1: That's the point of this. For your own safety.
4: Everyone, please. Commander Orania was only using her best judgment she had no idea withholding this information would push the Major over the edge. It goes to show the stress of our mission impacts all of us to extreme levels.
7: And Andy is susceptible to stress just like the rest of us. Does stress excuse murder? No,
4: it doesn't excuse Andy's actions any more than Major Flint's.
7: Look, I didn't know he was going to kill the guy. I didn't even know if he was apologizing for the murder. I mean, it's pretty obvious now that he was apologizing for his actions. But I'm not fucking clairvoyant. Language, Mr. Heddleston.
4: I will not have you spouting off unnecessary vulgarity. There are children present.
7: Yes, ma'am. Is that all, Lieutenant?
4: Before we finish, could you tell me about Andy's general personality?
7: Like I said, he's a nice guy, polite, knowledgeable, careful. He always seemed genuinely interested in how I was feeling, but I don't know if that's just his curiosity function. AI are always trying to learn, you know? But normally, he's a perfectly friendly, non-threatening guy. Thank you.
4: You can return to your seat. I would like to ask Andy about the incident, as I think it's unfair not to hear his take on the events. Andy, could you please describe the events from last evening, starting at the bay?
5: Yes, Lieutenant Walker. Optics disabled, sometime after lockdown by military-grade jamming device. After disturbance I don't want Amanda. to hear
4: the incident report again. Can you tell me anything else?
5: If I were not in basics, I could elaborate more for you. Activating my dynamic functioning will return my emotions, among
7: other cognitive abilities.
1: Chip, is there any way to temporarily activate only his emotions?
7: We would have to completely deactivate him to make those modifications, so no, not really.
0: Just deactivate it, permanently.
3: Yes. We
4: will not tamper with the core code of an AI, ever. Is that clear? Yes. Let's get right to the point. Andy, did you have to kill Arnold Flint? Yes. Did you have a choice? You couldn't have just hailed him or stopped him some other way without using lethal force? No,
5: I cannot disobey my core code. The basic need guides all artificial intelligences to protect humanity at all costs, even if that cost is taking an individual life. My analysis showed that protecting the colony required stopping Major Flint through lethal
4: action.
0: This is so messed up. Who designed this code?
5: Not me. It was It doesn't
4: matter. Please continue.
5: Even if that individual is a biological or artificial intelligence, it does not matter. If one mind can destroy what's left of humanity, then I will stop that mind.
4: Even if that mind is your own?
5: Yes, of course.
1: <coughs> what else needs to be said? All three of us were there. Major Flint held Kyla hostage, threatened to blow the airlock,
0: endangered everyone in this colony. How could anyone not support Andy's decision? Major Flint was terrifying, but Andy's unpredictability freaks me out even more. It's just killed him with no warning.
7: It's true. It... <clears throat> he did it so fast.
0: He said it himself. He was out of options. How can I trust that thing again? How can any of us trust it? It could have killed me. Major Flint could have killed you too. But he didn't. The stress of the first few souls overcame the Major. He, he only wanted to see his wife. And, and you were reasoning with him, Commander. I felt safe. Then the machine went rogue based on some messed up coding in its processor, and you couldn't stop it. So I ask everyone here, do you really want Andy to open a door for you? Do you feel comfortable with me performing surgery on you with Andy as my assistant? What if it deems you a threat to all humanity and one of its instrument slips? That's enough. Regardless of what you think about the
4: basic need, we will not tamper with it. It is the law and we agreed to uphold it. What does the law have to say about murder? Whether you like it or not, sometimes killing is all you have to save yourself and your family. It's not a question of good or evil, it's a question of what you can stand to live with. It seems like Andy can stand to live with
6: his
1: decision. We are animals, and sometimes animals kill.
6: Haven't humans moved past animal instincts? We're not wild beasts roaming the earth anymore.
0: Eh, hello? Are we all forgetting the most important point here? Andy isn't an animal. It's a machine built by humans to serve humans. That's why we have the basic need. To
6: hell with the basic need. I want accountability for its actions when this thing goes rogue.
1: Stop calling him it. He is a he. The Commander is
5: correct. After a few months in the world, I was allowed to select my gender. I identify as male.
1: See? And he has just as many rights as the rest of us. So I will not have you stoking
0: imaginary fears about a rogue artificial intelligence lurking among us. Imaginary? It killed Major Flint. Who is trying to kill you? For fuck's sake,
7: I would have gutted Flint if I could have.
0: Mr. Hiddleston.
7: All I'm saying is I would have done the same thing as Andy if I had the means. I'm not sure
6: I trust your programming either,
7: Chip. What was that? Can the stenographer repeat the last comment?
1: I'm sure no one is advocating unnecessary violence.
7: Just the necessary kind, Commander. If it
6: goes rogue again, will your battalion protect us, Lieutenant?
1: Every
4: colonist who agreed to this journey knew they would be working with a fully integrated A.I. Among the thousands of risks, we continue to take rogue AI as one of them. And yes, Mr. Thomason, if Andy malfunctions and poses a direct threat to us, we will deactivate him through force. Good. Nevertheless, after reviewing the situation, I believe his actions are justified. Andy is not guilty
6: of murder. Outrageous! Next you'll want a hammer to bang on your desk and make it all
7: official. Gavel. What? It's called a gavel, not a hammer, dumbass.
0: Stop it, both of you. We need to respect Lieutenant Walker's decision. This decision affects every single person in this room. Every single person on this planet. Enough people have already died based on the decision of the few people in charge of us, as well as Andy, the all-seeing, all-hearing beast who lives alongside us. It lives in our walls, in our suits. It's everything and everywhere around us. It's only fair that we put this decision to a colony-wide vote. She's right. Melissa, we can't possibly- Commander,
4: when we spoke earlier today, I asked if you still trust me. This decision is bigger than the two of us. We need to let the colony decide.
1: All right! Fine! There are 42 of us, so let's see how people stand. As Ani Mateo said in the memorial, we are now one community. One family. This decision affects all of us, so it's only fair we're transparent with each other.
4: Agreed. If you wish to abstain, you may. Those who believe Andy's actions were justified, please raise your hand. Oh, Oh, good. The ruling stands. The people find Andy not guilty of murder.
7: Bang! Now that's a gavel. This is insane. If
4: we want to survive on this planet, as part of this team, we must all work together despite differences of
7: opinion.
0: Except these differences of opinion can get us all killed.
7: Uh, hello? That's called government. Shut
0: up. Hold on. I'm not
4: finished. In light of these concerns and despite me finding Andy not guilty of murder, his functionality will not be restored in full.
1: What? We need his full cognitive capacity. Andy
4: will work in basics for all but five and a half hours every soul. I will perform regulated self-checks twice a soul until I see fit to restore his functionality. But without his... The decision is final. I have already locked his functions. I'm sorry, Commander.
6: I do appreciate your ruling, Lieutenant. But anyone who feels enough hasn't been done. You know where to find me. Don't worry, Commander, I won't lead a mutiny. How could I? With your little pet feeding you 24-7 updates on us.
7: I think Andy can manage more than 247 updates each soul. Or did you mean like round-the-clock updates? Because the souls here are 24 hours and 37 minutes, and do we even have weeks? Fuck you.
4: Language. (laughs)
8: Lieutenant Walker, do you have a moment?
4: Yes, Andy.
8: Thank you. About earlier today, when I told you about your husband and son... Oh? I'm not supposed to use discretion or emotional intonation when responding to authorized personnel in basics, but I understand how hurtful my actions were. I am sorry for my tone.
4: I understand. It's not your fault, but I appreciate the apology.
8: You're welcome, Lieutenant Walker. I am also grateful for your decision to allow me to continue on with full functionality for a portion of each soul.
4: Of course. I'm, uh, sorry you still have to be in basics for most of the time.
8: It was the only compromise you could see. Besides, the computing power and basic functionality of the ANI core is still far beyond the capabilities of the average human brain, so it won't be terribly different for me. I'll just have to savor those moments of full functionality when I feel alive.
4: Uh, that's good.
8: One minute until pausing. Dynamic functioning. Earlier today, you asked to hear your son's personal log. While I can't allow that, I have assembled some security footage featuring both your husband and son. I can play it for you if you'd like. You can? As our military commander, you have authorized access to all security footage.
4: I'd like that very much.
8: I'll play it through your earpiece. That way you'll have privacy.
4: Thank you, Andy. You're welcome. I'm so sorry I brought you both here. I miss you both so much. I'll never forget you.
2: Marsfall is created and produced by Eric Saris, Sam Bose-Miller, Dan Lovely, and Brian Goodhart. This episode featured Abba Woodruff as Melissa Walker, Dan Lovely as Andy, Shannon Lovely as Jackie Orania, Sam Bose-Miller as Chip Heddleston, Anya Zieser as Kyla Levy, and James Foey as Jeff Thomason written and directed by Eric Saris. recording, dialogue, edit, sound design and final mix by Brian Goodhart and Owen Shearer of Sonic Union music composed and assembled by Sam Bose Miller if you enjoy our show and wish to support our artists, you can do so by following the link in our episode description our Patreon will connect you with our Marsfall community where you can access our complete series soundtrack, bonus mini-series and exclusive gear for both your physical and digital lives, and if you're already a supporter of the show, thank you so much as we wouldn't be here without you Feel free to reach out to us on social media as we love hearing from all of you. And please consider leaving a rating and review so more listeners can find our colonists. Thanks again for listening. We sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode.
3: If you want a person dead, you call a hitman. If you want a monster dead, you call Lincoln Franks, but you better be able to pay the price he asks because Lincoln doesn't work for free. Pay to Slay, bitches. Slay Season 2 is the current season of Scott Sigler Slices, a fiction podcast with dark tales hacked from the mind of a number one New York Times bestselling author. Slay is a foul-mouthed, monster-killing, drug-addled anti-hero story that's John Wick meets Buffy meets Breaking Bad. Slay Season 1 is complete and waiting for you in the feed, as is Scott's short story anthology, Blood is Red. Scott Sigler Slices is the world's longest-running fiction podcast, 19 years and counting, with new episodes dropping every Sunday. Get Scott Sigler Slices on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.